But Dad, isn't it time for the illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What's going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates, and always with me is my big fella, Big Bri. What is going on, sir? Hey, man. Oh, my lord. What a week we've had, huh? Mm. Don't want to talk about it. Let's just go to the offseason. We're, we're going we're gonna to save the Browns talk for a little bit later because I think you and I are both going to get our blood pressure up a little bit talking about what a uh, complete shit show that game was against the Steelers on Sunday. And, Bri, you watched it in Chicago, listening to it on the way back from Chicago. And I got the wonderful Pittsburgh radio network on my way back from West Virginia. And I told you earlier, I wanted to stab my eardrums out listening to those. Uh, just horrible. Horrible, Bri. <laughs> Jimmy Donovan is the best in the business. And if you don't believe yeah. me, uh, listen to somebody else. Uh, Toby is here. Good evening, sir. He is here for What's our up, Toby? Tuesday smoke meat draft later. Oh, yeah. And then we got James here with us. But as we always start out the show, our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. As I am donning the Lake Erie APA garb today because I can no longer wear the yeah. garb. Um, <laughs> Harold has started up new session, started last week. If you'd like to join, Please get a hold of myself, Big Bry. Uh, we can get you hooked up with Harold, get you on the team to have some fun. Um, it's $30 membership for the entire year. And this weekend, we have to say, uh-oh, is Miguel here? Oh, Miguel is here. If Miguel is here, this is going to be great. <laughs> oh, I miss Miguel. But uh Got uh, tournaments going on right now. This weekend, we have a straight-to-Vegas doubles tournament. Next weekend, we have a straight-to-Vegas doubles tournament. And then we are starting to do our tournament mania coming up here this summer for our trip to Las Vegas to play for a whole bunch of cash. So, yes, he is. Miguel's here. Oh, man. Show. We got to close down the show. Got to close down. We get Toby and Miguel all in the same show. We got to close it down. I can't. I can't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. We got the smoked meat professionals here. I know. And that's why I brought them in for our fantasy draft. So they're going to uh, they're going to decide who the winner is of the smoked meat fantasy draft. Okay. Well, uh, Bry, also our show is brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. We will be getting our City Dog of Cleveland here when we get to our trivia. Today, we're going to run down, as I said once, Fat Boy Tuesday and Smoke Beat Fantasy Draft. We are going to go through our top three Browns moments this year. We are going to talk a little bit of Brown Steelers and about uh, defense coordinator Joe Woods being let go. Uh, also, we're going to talk a little bit of Cavs and what a national championship college football game it was last night. <laughs> oh, my boy. 
All right, my dad's here too. So hey, we got we got the whole crew start here. The party. Let's start the party, Bry. Bry, do you have any shout outs that you would like to get off your chest before we get this show started? Yeah, I guess we could shout. I mean, first and foremost, I mean our shout out last week. We spent a lot of time on the Demar Hamlin uh, situation. So fantastic news that uh, that he's made the progress that he has in the last week. So um, you know, kind of in a different state of mind for this show as it was last show. So. That's fantastic news. Um, yeah, and I spent the uh, the weekend with some family. Uh, my mom, my brother, his family. Out in Chicago, like you had mentioned, um, doing our Christmas celebration. And I didn't really do much. Just kind of hung around the house. My mom got my nephew a uh, one of those Papa Shop machines. And so my brother and I put it together on Saturday morning. And, hey, we played that thing for probably four or five hours we even got into the maker's mark which made it a little bit more fun and uh i'd say we were both sleeping on the couch by halftime of the jacksonville game so saturday was a good time um didn't do much but then uh sunday i wanted to stick around i haven't got a chance to watch a browns game with them so you know with that drive i was only able to watch the uh my wife compromised and and let me watch the first half there before we hit the road so Hit the road or um, watch the first half. We got some tremendous pizza. Pro- probably the best. Um, I guess you would call it Chicago style. It's kind of almost a mix between Chicago and Detroit style pizza. Um, it's up maybe know, 45 minutes north uh, west of Chicago, a place called Uncle Jerry's. And yeah, I, I mean, there's no substitute for good pizza. It was phenomenal. We, we, Ate it watching the Browns game, and you know me, I was in heaven. So I paused it. I told you I shut my phone off at halftime. No communication with the outside world. Made the six, seven-hour drive back to Medina here so I could watch the second half. And I'd say I finished the second half in about 15 minutes. <laughs> after uh, after Deshaun threw the interception, and then they went down and scored a touchdown, and we were down 20-7. to seven. I'm like, all right. I, I kind of know how this one ends, and we got that touchdown to make it twenty to fourteen, give me a little bit of hope. But then yeah, it was just it was ugly all around. We'll get into, I'm sure. So all that right. was my weekend. How about you? Uh, went down to West Virginia to see my or hope side of the family. Uh, we had a great time down there. Uh, shout out to Jonna, Sissy, Randy, Allie, Eric, Dad. Um, we had a great time down there. Boys ran on the hillside down there. You know, when you get down there, it is nothing but clean air and good living. I uh, was drinking apricot brandy with my father-in-law. Ooh. It was actually really good. And then he caught me for a loop. He's like, if you swirl around in your mouth and let it sit there for a little bit. Brian, have you ever, you gargled Listerine before, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much the exact same thing. It had, oh, um, like, no, the taste was different, but it was just like, your whole mouth was on fire afterwards. I'm like, Dad, why would you do that? And he goes, why not? Is so, that homemade? No, we actually found it in uh, Giant Eagle up here. We took it down for him for Christmas. Uh, we got okay. got them a microwave down there. But, yeah, it was it was a great time. And, you know, something I love getting down there and seeing everybody and especially, you know, having fun with my wife and my kids, especially out in the country there because once we're there, we go nowhere. We go outside, mm-hmm. play. You know, on the hillside, we were playing kickball. 
t-shirt weather down there of course you know but once it's 40 down there it's always t-shirt weather um and then like i told you listening to coming back we had the game on we left right at kickoff and i listened to the first half of the game pretty much all the way up through pittsburgh and then we got on the youngstown side and i finally got to catch jimmy and i heard what the score was and it was like 28 to 14 and like the browns are moving blah, 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 blah. and i'm like oh that's cool and it's the fourth quarter i'm like shut this shit off i can't listen to this anymore hmm. so we listen yeah. to motorhead the rest of the way home so you know how that goes what's motorhead you don't know motorhead no classic rock oh are they a band yeah it's the guy that does uh triple oh, h's intro music gotcha no i don't think i knew that so we listened, well, we were listening to 98.5 NCX. Let's just put it out there. That's what gotcha. we were Oh, yeah. No. I mean, uh, Justin said, shout out to Khan's cinnamon sugar potato chips and vanilla ice cream. Oof. But the chips, the potato chips and ice cream. Cinnamon sugar potato chips. I've seen them. I haven't had them. They, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm picking up what you guys are putting down with the Khan's chips. They're, they're starting to become a favorite of mine. I'm telling you, and Toby, yes, definitely the Ace of Spades. What a great song. Uh, we can't name some of the songs that you play on here, but if you ever want to come out to Mr. B's on a certain Sunday when I am playing a Toby and a Miguel, you're going to hear some colorful music come through that jukebox. By the way, <laughs> it is rated R slash sometimes X and NR. Um, so please do not bring your kids because they're going to ask you questions you do not want to answer in that bar. All right, so Brian, let's get on to our trivia, Brian. And our trivia is brought to you by Save Dogs of Cleveland. Now, I reached out to Beth. She couldn't give me a dog in time. So we are going to go back with our banded brother, Maxwell. And we got some pictures from Maxwell here. Look at this little cute guy. Man, I'm telling you what, Brian, adopt this (laughs) dog somebody. We've already been two for two on our show. Let's make it three for three. Somebody go adopt this dog. From City Dogs of Cleveland. He's a fun-loving pup. Loves to play. Loves to jump. Good on a leash. And settles down once you get him actually calmed down. So, uh, City Dogs of Cleveland at Ohio.gov is their email address. There's their phone number. And if you'd like to meet with him and set up a play date, there is the website right down there at the bottom. You fill out a form, and they will call you and set you up a time where you can go meet uh, Maxwell. And Toby said, yes, you will definitely have to come and listen to some of the music that he plays, Brian. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm in. All right. So, Brian, let me play a trivia sounder because I forgot that with everything else that was going on. Sure. Not- And like I said, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. All their stuff is down here right below us. Now, Bri, it is my turn for trivia. And I think I got an easy one for you, but it all depends on how much you know and how much you actually absorb. So, this national championship game that we just had with Georgia and TCU was Uh one of the biggest blowouts that I have seen in a national championship game. And I think the closest one was Alabama in 2000. I think it was 11. Not sure. It was one of those ones. But, Brian, 
what I'm asking you today is what is the biggest blowout ever in college football history? History of college football. History of college football. <laughs> I think I can ballpark it. I don't know if I'll have the exact score, but uh now, now Bry, there is uh, there's a top 50. Ohio State has made this a few times. Michigan has made this a few times. Now we were on the winning side of ours. There was a 70 to 3, I believe, Nebraska beating Western Kentucky or something like that in there. There was a 77 to 7. There was a 63 to nothing. There yeah, the- you see those a lot. I mean, you see a couple of those every single year, I think. This one tops all of them, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right. I don't know who I don't know who it is, but I I have a feeling it was in the early days. All right, Brian. Well, that is your trivia for today. Uh it's not Ohio State and Pitt. That's a good try, though. All right, Brian, let's get into our show here. We got some Cleveland headlines coming up right about now. Now, Brian, we do have some headlines later on. We're going to talk about the uh, Cleveland Browns and all that later. We're going to get into a little bit of Cavs talk right now. Not much because we're going to be talking Cavs most of the spring and summer. Same with Guardians because Browns are taking a little backseat. But the Cavs are starting to come back around again. They're starting to catch hot again. Um, Garland, Mobley. Mobley is starting to look a lot better, especially with his shot. Kevin Love. I mean, as many bad things have I said about Kevin Love, especially (laughs) when he signed that contract. And I wanted to trade him for a dishwasher just to get out of that contract and get away from it. He has found his home here, Brian. He's found his role and he actually enjoys it. And you know something, it took me a while to actually warm up to it, but you know, he's having fun here. So let him go. Also, what did remind me, what did he do that made you so upset last year? I mean, not just you, a lot of people. It was, was it the, last year, or two years ago. It was two years ago when he did the phantom kick in to the, he just slapped the ball out of the ref's hand as the inbound. The guy took it and made a three pointer. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? That, like, they, the ref sounds the ref, familiar. Well, the ref checked him the ball and he just dropped it inbounds. And, oh. then, and then the guy picked it up and just shot a three and made a three. And it's like, what are you doing? If you don't want to play, don't play then. Like, oh, okay. Come on, yeah. Just not hand it to him. And also, you know, when you sign a contract, uh, when you sign that contract, (laughs) it's a lot of money, Brian. A lot of money. I wonder how much longer he has on that. Is this his last year? I think this might be his last year. Maybe one more after this. I'm not sure. He signed it right after LeBron left. Um, And LeBron's been gone for, what, four years now? Yeah. Maybe five. So, yeah, it's got to be coming up. Now, Justin, that is a bonus of all (laughs) Brian, he said he just found a Cadbury egg in the freezer. That's a, that is a bonus, <laughs> all bonuses right there. From last Easter, it doesn't matter. Doesn't. Do matter. they make them outside of Easter time? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't, I don't know either. I really don't know, Brian. Um. Also for our Cleveland headlines, uh, let's see here. Indians spring training will be starting here soon, Bryce. A lot sooner than what. Oh you my think. goodness! Right. All right. Um, the Browns Gardens. 
well, yeah, the Guardians. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it'll take a couple years, I think, it's, to flush I, it out of us. Like, I get it. I get it from time to time, and then there's times that no, I can't get it. So I don't. I, I meant to bring this up a long time ago. It's just been festering. Um, I don't know if you've come in contact with this, but as you're meeting new people, I mean, the lines are clearly drawn for a lot of people. Either you call them the Guardians or you call them the Indians, and it's just exhausting. Oh, I figuring know. out what people want you to call them. Like I was with a guy one time all day calling them the guardians. And then, you know, he, he was telling me like later that night after we had a couple of drinks, he's like, yeah, I'll never call them the guardians. They'll always be the Indians to me. And I'm like, Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Didn't mean to offend you. Like, I don't know what the, I wish like, just put something, a name tag, you know, I call them the Indians. I call them the garden. Just help me out a little bit because it really doesn't matter to me. Which, which one you want to call. Brian, I, I think I know that exact same friend that you're talking about. We had that conversation at Mr. B's after a Browns <laughs> cookout. And, uh, yeah, he was very adamant about that. <laughs> uh, but, no, I it's hard. Like, you get it, – it'll take a couple years. It'll get there. Yeah, yeah not cool. It's whatever you want to call them. Just don't judge me for calling them, you know. Typically, I call them the Guardians now because that's their name. But if I'm talking about the 95 Indians, I'd say the 95 Indians, you know. I don't think there's a the right answer. Now, Bri, we're delaying because I really don't want to talk about Browns and Steelers. Right. Now, Bri, we haven't done this before, but I'm going to ask you. You want to come in hot with Fat Boy Tuesday right out of the gate right now and then save the Steelers for a little bit later? That's cool. Yeah, we can get it out of the way now. Now we got Toby and Miguel. Let's, let's do it. Let's do a little Fat Boy Tuesday. Now, this has been a while because normally we do it at the end of the show, but we're just, you know, delaying the uh, the heartbreak, the blood pressure. Uh, probably a couple skips and a few cuss words for later, but I don't know if smoke meats help blood pressure, but teach their own. Yeah, we'll find out here in a second. So here we go. <laughs> and now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, a little something different for the show this week. We're going off early with Fat Boy Tuesday, and Bri with Fat Boy Tuesday. You know, I put it out before Christmas. And then we got into the Christmas and we had to talk all that stuff. And, you know, we had to talk about ham, we had to talk <laughs> about, you know, New Year's foods. We had to talk about a little bit of everything. All right. But it is time now for our smoked meat fantasy draft, Brian. Now, this is all smoked meats. Doesn't matter what it is. Turkey, mm-hmm. ham, sausage, bacon, pork belly, chicken. Whatever it is, all right? And we are going to try to come up with the best lineup of smoked meats. That's why we have Toby Miguel here to judge. All right? Now, Bri, once a meat is pulled, it is just like every fantasy draft. You cannot draft that meat once it's gone. All mm-hmm. right? Now, since I feel like I can kick your ass in smoked meats, I'm going to let you go first. You have the number one pick for smoked meats. How many? Uh, how many picks are we doing? We're doing five picks. Five picks each. Okay. Golly, I don't know where to go here. You got the number one pick, bud. I know, right? I mean, I'll probably get dog for it because most people probably say brisket, but to me, if if you can do. Um, ribs right i think ribs are gonna be my number one pick i I wrestled with a couple other things but 
the best smoked meat I've ever had personally have been ribs. So there's my number one. Oh, Bryce going to ribs number one. Well, since you took ribs, I gotta take the uh the low hanging fruit with brisket. You can't go wrong with good brisket, Bry. Mm-hmm. All right. Now are we going, okay. Are we going to do this snake draft style or are we just gonna go back? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right, my next one, Bry. Sausage. Gotta have a oh, good, good sausage. Good. Okay. Um all right. Um it you know, it might be a little redundant, but I'm just going off my personal preference. The second best smoked meat I've ever had is uh is pork butt. Oh a little bit of butt. All right, you come back with the third pick. Okay, and hey, it's it's up there in everyone's favorite. Smoked foods is up there in everyone's favorite foods, period. A good bacon. I got a lot of pork, but I'm going bacon. I can't right. pass it up. Oh, that's a good one, Bri. All right, my number three. Bri, goes along with our show. You can't go wrong with a good old smoked ham. Yeah, that's the other one I was fighting with. All right, can't go wrong with a smoked ham. And Bri, I'm going to follow that one up. With burn-ins. I kind of forgot about burn-ins, to be honest. Not going to lie, that one hurts. Okay, since I, but, you know, since I got so much, uh, so much pork, I'm going, switch it up a little bit, and I'm going wings, chicken wings. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and then, just to kind of round out, diversify a little bit, I'm going, uh, Smoked turkey. I don't think you. I mean, if you do find somebody that can do a good smoked turkey, and maybe you know a couple different types of it, I'm telling you, it it blows regular turkey out of the water. You'll never have it again. So, wings and turkey are my final two. Now, Bry. Now, this is something I grew up with, and this is my last one. You got and, two? No, I got one. Oh, you just got one. Okay, got one left. Go for you it. Did- Double back. And I grew up with this back home because you get this with a little bit of baked beans, maybe some tater salad, and a little corn on the cob. Some smoked chicken quarters. Little little thigh, little drummy, all together on that charcoal, and just mm, 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 mm. give me some smoked chicken for the last one, Brian. It's all good. We didn't get, I feel like we didn't get too crazy with it. You know, uh, yeah. didn't go uh, smoke squirrel or raccoon or something. Uh, burgers might have been another choice for me, but to me, um, you know, a burger on the grill is just about as good as a smoke burger. Now, I was thinking smoked salmon also, because <laughs> you get a little smoked salmon, it's very good. Um, oh, prime rib. There's one we missed. Smoked prime rib. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we have Toby and Miguel in here and he asked what kind of burn-ins they're all the same I'm fat it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah now, that's I, the one I, that got away so Toby and Miguel you're both watching right now Bry's top five were ribs butt bacon wings and turkey I had brisket sausage 
ham, burnt ends, and smoked chicken. Now you two get to be the judge and let us know here in a little bit of who won the fantasy smoke off. Now, Bry, I do have our Fat Boy Tuesday for next week. Okay, let me have it. Somebody put out a picture. So next week they put out a picture of potato chips. Now these are all different. They're Doritos. There's blah 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 blah. Okay, and you got to rank them. So you have Cool Ranch, regular Doritos, you got Chili Cheese Fritos, you got regular Fritos, you got Takis, you got Lay's, you got barbecue chips, all this stuff. And they did a ranking out of the amount, I think there's like 16 chips. So I'll okay. show so, you. So is it essentially just our favorite potato chips or we have to choose from these 16? Okay. Well, let me, hold on, let me pull up the picture as we're talking. Because, uh, let's see here. Toby said he's going to take a break and he's going to call Miguel. Oh boy! Uh, Here we go. Sure. Hey, that means that means it's not a blow. It's not a uh, a oh. Georgia TCU situation we got here. My dad said, "Was it Sammy Sue's ribs?" Now, Dad, you've told me about this place. Can you uh, type one here where it's actually at? Because it's a barbecue joint called Sammy Sue's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Getting hungry. Oh, Chris said, "Big Bry." So Chris came in and said, Big Bri. Okay. Justin, you're in the comments. You got to give me a little heads up. Well, you you don't eat meat, but. (laughs) Damn. One of us should have taken salmon. That would have been number one for Justin. No, he doesn't even eat fish, I don't think. Oh, no? I don't think he does, Bri. Let me find... I have it saved in here for Fat Boy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think we've. I mean, it's been a while, but we've done. We've ranked our favorite potato chip. But I'm oh, here it is. To do it again. Now, Bry, the best chip on this list is what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Justin said Bry wins. Motherfucker. All right. So, all right. So here is Dad said Sammy Sue's is in Dover, Ohio. So if you want a good. Okay. Please go I'm check over out Sammy Sue's. Uh, best chip on this list. Number one is Funyuns. Then we have Cheetos, Doritos, Cool Ranch, Doritos, Nacho Cheese, Regular Lay's, Sun Chips, Sour Cream, the Kettle, Salt and Vinegar Chips, uh, Regular Fritos, the Baked Barbecue Lay's, Takis, Tostitos, Cheesy Poofs, uh, Lay's, Sour Cream and Onion, Ruffles, Cheddar and Sour Cream, Fritos, chili cheese, and the smart food popcorn is the last one. I had a major problem with this list already. You're saying you're telling me it's the top potato chips and the top two are not potato chips? How the hell does that work? Right. I'm just saying it says best chip out of this list. Yeah. So we'll go through. Yeah. Funnings are not a chip. Cheetos are not a chip. They're not even close. Right. Yeah, I made the list. Now, like, I'm not. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm saying you, you lay it to your friend on Twitter, whoever made this list. And, uh, that's an awful list. Okay. Is uh, let's. Is that a real question? I'm not going to say the other word, but at Rich Costa Rican is his handle. So if you guys want to go check him out. He's had, so far on this one, 
He's had 245 quote tweets and 41 retweets, and it's been viewed 100,000 times, Brian. I wonder if this is like a uh, Skip Bayless situation. It might be. It might be. Like you just post this just to be controversial, and that's the only reason you're doing it, and then people react to it. Well, I mean, it's it's a good conversation piece. I mean, it's they're all legit chips with the exception of a handful. But I mean, which one is your best one on this list? And then we can I guess we'll find out. We could do a top three with it, but I mean it's something fun for Fat Boy Tuesday that we don't get to do that often, Brian. No, no, I like it. Plus, I'm loving these fantasy drafts, even though I, you know, have lost according to Justin and Chris. Hopefully the you know, hopefully Toby and Miguel come and save me. But by the way, did you know that I got a new nickname now for my pool team? What's your pool team's name? Pool team's name is Mr. B's Just One More. Okay. Is there a backstory? No, we just, we're the kind of team, whether you need just one more shot, one more beer, one more, you know, just need one more shot at it. And I would have won one more beer and I would have beat him. One more. That's us. That's why we call it Just One More. What was the name of the team that went to Vegas? Just One More. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So run that back. That seemed to be pretty good luck. But my team name, my team name has always been Fatty for the longest time. All right. And it has changed now, Brian. And every time I walk into Mr. B's, they yell it at me. My nickname now is Double Scoop. I thought I was, I could have swore it was tuna can. No, no, no. That's that's with different <laughs> that's with different friends, buddy. Gotcha. <laughs> no, no, no. Double scoop. Okay, all right. So does that mean you're changing your name on here now? No, I'm not changing my name to Double Scoop on here. No. Okay, just just there. sure. Because I love hearing <laughs> it. It's like, who's up next? Double Scoop's up. Who's Double Scoop? Who do you think on this team is named Double Scoop? <laughs> Challenging. Now you got to uh, now you got to listen for a new name. People call you. All right, Brian, you ready to get into the Browns? Okay. Here we go. Uh, the Browns. Uh, the Browns. Browns lost to the Steelers. Twenty-eight to fourteen. Should have been thirty-five to fourteen. Browns shouldn't even got on the bus to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Deshaun Watson, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, tiny hands, Kenny Pickett beat you with a fat Najee Harris running it like 40 times for 70 yards. Brian, how do we lose to this team? How? They're just a better run team than us. Uh, is that what it is? Know, it, is it the culture? Um, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, we saw. When Kevin Stefanski goes against a coach that is clearly better than him, i.e. Bill Belichick rubbing her nose in it the last two years, if the talent is close, he's going to win. Now, we won week one because they had Mitch Trubisky playing. And, you know, not to knock Mitch, but uh, but he's not what you want at quarterback. And T.J. Watt was out, and it was at home. So, uh so that kind of swung the pendulum in our favor. But, I mean, if you're a Browns fan, deep down you kind of knew what was coming. I mean, we haven't swept them in what we talked, 35 years. 
So another punch in the gut, another, you know, game where we're left wondering how the hell do we lose to that team? Cause they're not that good. And they really aren't, but we, we got that turnover on the goal line. So that made it a little more salvageable, but, uh, but at the end of the day, we lost by two touchdowns and could have been three. It's just awful, awful, awful stuff. Oh, I love my dad. Brian, I love my dad so much. He's a Steelers fan, right? Is he talking crap? He said, he goes, I warned you about the Browns, son. I warned you about the Browns. <laughs> eh, hey, oh, you, didn't, you didn't have to warn us. We've been living this uh, nightmare for 22 years or whatever it's been. Yeah, that that was the other thing that came out. Brian, I don't know if you saw this video, but they got a sack on Deshaun Watson. They started doing the CPR thing. Right. What, what a classless, like, why? It's too close to everything that happened just five days ago, five, six days ago. And you got to go out like, like, seriously, come on. And Well, and guess what? I, I never saw that on NFL Network or ESPN. Did you? course not no if it was the browns they'd be dragging them through the mud this is something that and we'll get to another take that i have from four months ago but it's it's so biased towards certain franchises towards certain teams yeah it's the steelers okay we like them they're kind of america's team and you know we're just going to sweep it under the rug whereas you know it, it starts to bubble up on these uh these off sites and everyone else can see it, but they won't say a word about it on, on national TV. And it goes back to the preseason when Aaron Donald did the exact same act that Miles DeGarrett did and got a zero game suspension. They were talking Miles Garrett should be thrown in jail and never play again in the NFL. Aaron Donald does it. Oh, he plays for Los Angeles. Well, was, NFL was, studios are located in Los Angeles, but it was the exact same right. thing. Yeah, it was, right. And, and so that's how they justify it. You got Booger McFarlane saying it's ridiculous. He should absolutely not be suspended. Stephen A. Smith saying boys will be boys. This just kind of happens. It's the exact same act. How, how the hell are you going to tell me that they're any different? But one guy should have the book thrown at him, and the other guy will just pass him along. He's a Super Bowl champ. He plays in Los Angeles. We like Los Angeles. And I'm getting sick of it. I'm telling you, it's just time and time again, they just they pick favorites, and rarely is Cleveland on the side of, of being a favorite. And it's, you know, you saw it with the face mask going to Sean Watson. Um, yeah, blatant. How do you miss that blatant? Yeah. And I think we got maybe a makeup call with, uh, with the rough and the passer on Hayward, but still, it should never come down to that. You know, and, Brian, what I took from this game is – just like the rest of the season that we just saw, um, this team was never organized. This team was never together. This team was separated from the get-go. Um, it was it was just it was never going to be a good season, no matter what we say. Now, granted, everybody, and I, I even heard people say this past few days, everybody could say, well, you know, we have the talent, we have the talent, we have the talent. No, we have the individuals. We have individual people that are really good, but it takes a team to win. And watching Miles Garrett take plays off, watching our tackles get burnt, watching just 
things of that nature. I, it, it's a team effort. It's not just one person that can do it. And yeah, here it is. Welcome to Cleveland. It's always next season. I'm tired of just always next season. They told us that this was going to be fixed. We got a taste of the playoffs and then it went downhill after that. And it still went downhill. And if you sit here and tell me that this season was a wash, I'm going to smack you in the face because it's not a wash because you had a backup quarterback in the top 10 of quarterbacks. The offense was playing good enough. The defense wasn't. So you had an offensive side of the ball with a backup quarterback still putting points on the board, still could get you into the playoffs. But our top, what I thought was going to be a top five defense, even a top 10 defense, just never showed up, Bri. And they got their flesh. They got their flesh with Joe Woods. But I think it's more than Joe Woods. I think it's scheme. I think it's personnel. And I honestly think it's I think it's drive because what we learned about everything that happened, Clowney did not make this trip. Clowney was gone from his comments that he made because they wanted Miles Garrett to have the best part of this, the best part of that, and blah, 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 blah. Brian, I thought this was the Baltimore game that was closest to here. This was the Baltimore game back in October where he told them he was not playing first and second down and he would go out for third down. October, Bri. At that point in time, he should have been off this team. He should have been kicked off this team because he's only one-year rental. What's the worst that could happen? But to sit there and say that and take whatever plays you want. Now, this is the leadership that you're talking about, Bri. This is the culture you're talking about. Because any other team, would Belichick let him get away with that? Nope. Guess what Belichick did to a guy that did similar to that? He sent him to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Did he not? Yeah. What did the Steelers do with Antonio Brown, who was one of the best receivers in the league at the time? Hey, you don't fit with our culture? You want to do your own thing? See ya. You know, we don't need you. But we're we're grasping onto these guys because we think, well, they can change and, uh, you know, they'll put forth great effort time and time again. And it's like, no, you just – you have to make a decision on a player. And if he's all about me, you have to cut him loose right then and there. You can't let him – linger around and fester in the locker room and, and just start setting a terrible precedent. But that's what the Browns do. And it's it's starting to, to get me very concerned, to get me very frustrated to see uh, what this front office, what this coaching staff is all about. And, I mean, it's I'll call it like it is. People think Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are soft. And how's it? How, how are they going to respond to that? Because everything they've done over the last couple of years, they don't like confrontation and they're soft. They don't want to call anybody out because they're afraid. So this defensive coordinator hire is a big hire because you need an ass kicker in here. You need to get somebody in here to fire these guys up. This ho-hum, hey, you know, day one, you're a starter. You're going to be the starter the whole year. Unless you do something terrible, then we'll suspend you for a play. It's just, it's getting old. I mean, you, you want to 
go up there and shake Stefanski or shake Andrew Barry and be like, listen, I understand you guys are really smart, but, you know, smart doesn't get these guys motivated. You have to, unless you're like smarter than Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and you can just draw up these magnificent plays that, you know, guys can do half-ass and they're going to go score touchdowns. Unless you can do that, you're going to have to get these guys up and going and, you know, if they think that they can just show up and collect a paycheck and nobody's there to tell them otherwise, how the hell are you supposed to win like that? So I hope something changes, man. It's it's it's, it's very frustrating right now. Now, Bri, I – so I watched The Voice of Land, our guys, Kevin and Jay. They had, mm-hmm. a, they had a great show on Sunday after the game. First reaction, everything after the game – and I sat there and I, I started thinking about things that you and I have talked about. You know, is Stefanski the guy? Is he not the guy? Is he this? Is he that? Now, granted, we don't get to glimpse inside the building that most people do. But there are people that we listen to that have all year draw Cherry. There's something wrong with this team. They're not together. You know, you had, even though I don't like them, that much tony grossi there's something wrong with his team there's something going on behind the scenes there's just there's something you had Daryl Ryder, 923 the fans saying the same thing all these guys are beat reporters they're there they see everything even nathan segura who is on the call with jimmy donovan said things of this nature that this team is a little weird right now bry we need a head coach and we need a head coach that can actually hold people accountable. And for him to sit there and slap hands of everybody and not to even go up to Clowney and be like, dude, seriously, go. Oh, wow, we'll wait till last week when it finally came out that, okay, you can go now. We don't need your last game because we're already out of it. So it doesn't matter. Go ahead, go. It's, it's fine. Stay home. We paid you your money this year. Have fun. No, it's not all right, Brian. It's not all right anymore. It's not all right to be a Browns fan and have this done to you. It's not all right anymore. It's not all right to have a coach sit there, like staring at a deer in the headlights as his team's screwing up on the field, getting holding calls every five seconds and getting false starts and everything else. This is discipline issues with this team. I need a coach that will look at him and be like, they're paying you money to do your job. They're paying me money to do my job. And my job is to make you do your job. Go do your job. We need, like you said, we need a kick-ass head coach. We don't need this lay-down analytical, not give you anything at press conferences, not get anything else. I need a coach that will call somebody out at a press conference to let them know. We need that here, Bri. I mean, look, the Jaguars are in the playoffs, Bri. The freaking Jaguars. Detroit almost made the playoffs. Fucking Detroit almost made the playoffs, Bry. Who's their coach? Dan Campbell. Biden kneecap coming up. That team plays for him because he makes them play for him. Stefanski is not that guy. We need that guy. And I even said it earlier. I believe this is going to be Jeff Fisher all over again. Eight and eight bullshit with Kevin Stavansky. We're going to have games where they look great and they're going to be completely fine and all this stuff. Mm -mm. 
Uh-uh. We're going to be eight and eight. This is where we're going to be at. We're going to be mediocre. We're going to be stuck in that purgatory, Bri, that we don't want to be in. It's, I mean, you need to find this. This defensive coordinator <laughs> hiring is so very crucial in my mind because, like I said, you in that building right now, you don't have an ass kicker. You don't. It's not Miles Garrett. It's not Nick Chubb. It's not then uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, not Denzel Ward. I mean, you look at your not Joel Batonio. You look at your uh, your Pro Bowl players, guys that uh, that can maybe get into other teammates, and they probably don't think it's their job, and maybe it's not. But um, it's not going to be Stefanski. It's not going to be Barry. It's not going to be Alex Van Pelt, who maybe has the best job going in sports right now because he really doesn't do anything that we know of. Stefanski is insistent on calling these plays and, and he's going to go down with the ship. Um, so, so you have to get somebody in there to get into these guys, especially the defense. And if it's not the defensive coordinator, you, you got to go find, you know, an inside linebacker that'll do it or a nasty defensive tackle. That's going to do it or, or a hard hit and safety or something, somebody that's just going to bring some aggression and some accountability to that building. And, I'm telling you, it's it's scary just thinking about uh, that that they don't have that. And as of right now, unless they completely turn tide and make that a priority, they're not going to get it because there's their faces are stuck in the spreadsheet. You need you need what Daryl Ryder said. You need a thumper, right? You need a thumper. You need a guy on the defensive side that you look across. Yes, Miles Garrett can get all the sacks he wants to. And yes, he can be a game wrecker when he wants to. But you need a guy across there that offensive linemen, running backs, quarterbacks, even a guy in the slot looks at this guy and be like, don't throw it across the middle. I don't want to get hit by this guy. This guy can lay some wood. Don't, don't, please don't throw it across the middle. No, I don't. I want to bounce it outside. Stretch it out because I can't take a hit from this guy again. We need that guy. We haven't had that guy in so long. I don't think we've ever had that guy, Bri. It's been a while. You know, not that I can remember. I think I think you need a group of veterans. And even if these guys, even if you bring in guys that are past their prime, I think you need to bring in guys that Miles Garrett can have respect for because Okay, maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't have his fastball right now, but at one point he was really good, and I can look up to him and I can follow him. And if he follows in line, you're gonna have other guys follow in line. I. But you need you need these veterans that uh that have proven themselves in this league. You know, even like I said, even if they were great two years ago, three years ago, but they still have a little something left in the tank. Bring them in um, because, yeah, I think you're just you, – at, at this point, I don't see you have any, like, strong leadership in the building, and it's becoming pretty apparent, um, you know, and, and the more these guys talk, John Johnson maybe is trying to be a vocal leader, but he just doesn't have the resume to back it up. And, and when you're blowing coverages as much as he has and, uh, and missing tackles, I mean, it's hard for guys to get behind you. And then I think there's a there's a part on this defense where it's trust. They don't trust the guy next to him. 
no matter what happens. Yeah. I can't trust this because they can't make tackles, right? That the biggest thing on defense you could do, right? Even if it's 13 yards down the field, make a tackle. Breaking tackles is what killed this team this year. It you had guys arm tackling, running backs gaining 13, 14 extra yards because your phantom arm tackle or you tried to hip check him and that didn't work and oh crap he got by me or the just the effort of nobody running back downfield you know once you get to a certain point you know defensive lines looking back well i'm not going to go get that guy he's already five yards past me i can't catch him doesn't matter if you can catch him or not you can force a fumble you can do anything you just need guys that love to play this game and want to play this game and on defense right now, Bri, I think we have two people like that. And that's it. And the bad thing is, is one of them's a rookie. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah. it's sad, Bri. It's sad. Like, this is where we're at. It's sad. Now, hold on. Out of all the defense coordinators that have been linked so far, we have Brian Flores. We have Mayo from New England. We have the guy from Seattle, the special defensive assistant, whatever the hell he is. Mm-hmm. Who was the third one that came out that I'm forgetting offhand? Uh, Schwartz, Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Who's been linked to the Browns probably at least four or five times now. Who would you like out of that group, Brian? <sighs> top top of the line, I lean towards Schwartz and, um, and Flores. I think Flores has the track record. Um, being with Belichick in New England and taking over as a head coach in Miami. And, you know, I, I'd say exceeding expectations because expectations were so low. And a lot of people kind of think he got a raw deal down there, but he found ways to motivate guys. Um, but I still maybe would lean towards Schwartz a little bit um, just because he's that fiery guy that, uh, that we talk about that we need remember him and uh, him and Harbaugh getting into it after a game. Like, you know, he's going to stick up for his guys. He's going to not let you push him around. He's going to hold people accountable. And I think, I think maybe Flores is the better coach, but I think Schwartz is, you know, that guy that can get the fire in the butt and, uh, and get these guys up and going and, you know, not afraid to call people out. Whereas, I don't know for sure. You know, Flores might do that too. I, I don't know, but um, but he seems to be maybe a little more soft spoken. But uh, and uh, he's going to be hot commodity, so it's going to be hard to get him. But um, either one of those guys, which means we probably won't get either. We'll probably settle for for this dude in Seattle that nobody's ever heard of. I'd take Gerard Mayo too. Uh, I don't honestly don't know much about him. He, he's a great player. I think his uh, career was cut short because of injury, but uh. But he has the uh, Patriots um, swagger with him, so and everything that goes with that, and the Belichick tree, and hopefully he can be a good one too. He, he's seen good defenses and how they work, so bring it to bring it to Cleveland. Yeah, I, I'm going to go top of the list for me is Flores. I, I'm with you. You need a veteran guy. You don't need a newbie. You need a guy that's established that can take a hold of this defense. And, you know, everybody's saying it's so that, you know, Stefanski can worry about the offense and everything else. I'm tired of hearing that bullshit. Stefanski needs to learn how to delegate because, you know something, Brian? If you and I have worked together for three years, 
I should be able to look at you and trust you enough to do my job. Right. They've been in the same room together. They've been in the same meetings together. They've done everything else. He listens to every play call, but yet you do not trust Van Pelt to call any plays at all, at all. And it's like, you're sitting there going, okay, well, the miscues that are happening are the minor ones that you're missing because you're too worried about a play call. Now, it doesn't have to be all plays, Bri. You could do a couple here and there and be like, all right, it's kind of important down. It's third and seven. We need a good play. Coach, what are you thinking? This is what I'm thinking. And then coach can go, no, I don't like that. Run this one. And then that's fine. That happens. I can see that happening. He doesn't Mm -hmm. need to call all the plays. He really doesn't. He needs to start delegating and start getting his hands in everything. But I think with Brian Flores here, he'll get the respect of the defense because I think he is one of those guys that players play for. You saw it in Miami. Players play for this guy. I don't know how yeah. to explain it. I mean, Miami, they wanted him to tank so bad, and he didn't do it. And Miami still kept winning. Like, how are they winning? I don't know. It's They're playing for Flores. He just has that in him to get players to play. And that's why I'm going to – now, question for you before we move on, Brian. What about is Lovey is Lovey Smith a defensive guy? Because I thought he yeah. was. Yep. He, he just got, he just got let go by the Texans. What about Lovey mm-hmm. Smith coming sure. in as a defensive coordinator? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, a respected guy. He, you saw what he does. Maybe somewhat similar to uh, to Flores in Miami, to where he wasn't given much this year in Houston. They didn't expect much and. I mean, towards the end of the year, they got better as the year went on. And towards the end of the year, they were competing in every single game, maybe even more than the Browns. They were in every single game that they played like the last month, um, which I don't know if the Browns can say that with the uh, Bengals game and the Steelers game. So absolutely, I'd take him. He's a respected guy. He's been around the NFL for many years. Um yeah, I don't know if there's any correlation between Stefanski and Lovey, but I'd take them. Absolutely. Um, and one more question for you. Sorry, I got a beep. Um, no. There's two. We have holes, obviously, on this whole team. All right, Bri. We got the draft coming up. Guess what? Our draft is shot. We're pretty much throwing dice at the wall and praying to God we get something good out of it because – we got, what, a second-round pick and then a handful of picks after that. But in free agency for this Cleveland Browns team, what are two things that you look for for this Browns team to help them out? I, I think we'll talk about it for the next nine months, and, and it doesn't take a uh, rocket science to figure out uh, we need to stop the run, and that starts up front. We just lost Clowney, who think about him what you will, um, but he was a pretty good uh, defensive end against the run when uh, when he was there. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, when he was healthy, he was uh, he was a good defensive end against the run, and we lost that. So we have to replace that now. And obviously, our defensive tackles are not good enough. They're they're maybe good rotation guys. But it, I think it's crazy to think that uh, that they would turn into what you want them to believe in one offseason. So be it the draft, be it free agency, you're going to have to beef up that defensive line a lot. I mean, Miles Garrett, you know, 
stick him in the left end and he's good to go. And after that, you have a lot of question marks on that defensive line. So that would be the number one thing. And then secondary, um, I think I think that it's it's a toss up between receivers and linebackers. Uh, I think maybe you you get Anthony Walker healthy, you get a lot of your linebackers healthy. I think hopefully, I know it's been a rough year, but I think they could be decent, especially when they're not getting blocked because uh because their defensive ends are going up the field, play after play after play, and let offensive linemen blow right by them and double team the linebackers. So. I'm going to say you got to get some speed on uh, in your wide receiver room. And they tried to do it with um, – oh, Grant. What the heck's his first name? Jakeem. Uh, Jakeem Grant. Thank you. Yeah, they tried to do it last year. I don't know how big of a part he would have played in the offensive uh, scheme, but def- uh, special teams he for sure would have played a big part. So him coming back, I think we signed him to a two-year deal. I'm um, not sure about that, but you got to get speed there. You were thinking him or Schwartz, one of them would do that, and uh, neither one of them did. So it gets get a little faster there, stretch the field. I think DPJ and Cooper are good enough um, to where you don't have to really worry about that, but they're just not fast. I think they're both pretty similar um, in that they're more physical receivers with a little bit of speed and athleticism, but uh, – but they can't stretch the field like a uh, like a burner could. Now, one last question before we move on to our trivia answer. All right, Bry, are you happy with the Najoku deal? Um, after seeing a full season of Najoku and what he can do, not totally. No, I think he. I think he made steps in the right direction. But he still had games where he didn't really show up. And um, I think maybe did he have some injury issues throughout the year. I can't remember. He had a couple. But the one, he had a high ankle sprain, but he wanted to play through it, but the coaches wouldn't let him. Yeah. So. After that, he had just a couple of dings. It wasn't anything major, though. Yeah. I mean, when you get that kind of money, um your expectations shoot through the roof. Like I said before the season, I expected him to be have a Darren Waller type season, and I think he fell short of that. So I understand that he played with a backup quarterback for a good part of that, and then when Watson came back, he wasn't great. Um, but I expect more. We'll give you that kind of money. Uh, you should be a top five, maybe top ten guy. And I don't think that's asking too much based on uh, what a lot of these tight ends do stat-wise. But, yeah, I don't think he was there. And we're going to go back to college football real quick because I want to bring up something to you. Okay. With the with the national championship that played last night, Brian. Mm-hmm. All right. I've already said it once, and I've got the biggest gripe like you wouldn't believe. Why in the fuck is Nick Saban – on the TV every time that somebody plays football. Why wouldn't you bring in Harbaugh, Day, Clemson, anybody else that was actually in the playoffs and to sit down for that? But no, Nick Saban was there. He had no 
goddamn right being there. But yet there he was sitting with all the college football guys like, hey, what what the hell is this, Bri? Do you, do you want my answer? And it's it's plain and simple <laughs> to me. He's the biggest name in college football right now. I Even that. over Kirby Smart, who has won back-to-back national championships. Nick Saban's the biggest name in college football, and I don't think it's debatable. So I understand why he's on there. But why would he want to sit on there then? If you're the biggest guy in college football, why the hell would you want to sit there and talk about two other teams? Yeah, that that I don't know. I don't understand that. And, you know, the, the videos going around of David Pollock saying uh, Georgia's <laughs> taking over college football and then the yeah. look that he gives kind of is a little comical. But, uh, yeah, why he wants to do that, I don't know. All right. I just – it just <clears> – <throat> It just crawls under my skin every time I turn on TV. Like you could have had any other coach in the NCAA, <laughs> and yet it's always Nick Saban. And it's like it's almost like ESPN and the SEC just wanna mm, things I cannot say on air, Bri, because I, you know, did I just drop the yeah? I just dropped the f bomb. It's my show. I can drop whatever f bomb I want to. Bri's not dropping an f bomb. Try to clean it up for you, Toby. Sorry. See? Bryce PG Bryce PG thirteen on this show. You never know when my mom's watching. Fatty can go off the rails at any point in time, even when my mom's in here. <laughs> she knows. She called me a. I can't say that word on here either. Oh, you you could say the f word, but you can't say that word. Well, that was must little... be bad. She must have called you something terrible. She did. She did. And I started laughing because I didn't think she had it in her. And by the way, I do have a picture of my mom taking a shot of fireball with us while I was down at Chris's and Jocelyn's. She looks like she's seen your mom take a shot before. Never, 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 really, never, never, never. Like she had, she has always been prim proper. She would sip her rose or whatever she drinks. I have never seen my mom get down and dirty with liquor before. We did shots, and I looked at her, and I'm like, all right. I finally did a shot with my mom, and it only took me 20, yep, about 20, 21 years. Awesome, Mom. Thanks. You might have given me a uh, um, a bucket list item for this weekend. You know, we're going down to the cabin, so oh, nice. mom didn't. Didn't have to drive anywhere, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe for my 21st, I did a shot with her, but I can't recall recently. My, dad, my dad's calling BS right now. Dad, I will send you the picture. She did a shot. <laughs> I am not joking. She did, and she took the first hit of it, and she did one of these, like, and then she troopered up and took the other one. I was I want to start with. It's not like I, bourbon or uh, whiskey or something that goes down a little harder. No, it was, yeah, she did it. I was like, damn, mom. Like, all right. And then plus she was drinking. Oh, she was drinking a seasonal wine with my wife. And then she was drinking peach crown with Sprite. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, I've never had it with Sprite, but yeah. See, there's my daughter. A couple weeks ago. Her face was bright. Yep, my sister, her face was bright. Nice. Jocelyn said, I seen it. My dad said, no prim. Dad, we're not getting <laughs> this is not a conversation that we we went off the rails now. Dad just got me off. Oh, Jesus, Dad. 
Okay. Brian, let's get into, let's finish up our trivia. All right. Yeah. And our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, You need to adopt Maxwell. Look at this face. Yeah. You'll get Maxwell. We are two for two right now. Let's make it three for three for legal ham of the face. Look at that face. Go get Maxwell from City Dogs of Cleveland for us and let them know that you went there because of us. That would make it so much better. But, yes, we've had Heinz and Poncho were both adopted, and they're both on our show. So please go check out City Dogs of Cleveland. There's also other dogs. But we always try to get a dog of the week from them for our trivia. And here is Maxwell. So, Bri, I asked you, what is the biggest blowout ever in college football history? Okay. Um, I'm going to say, like I said, I think I'm in the ballpark, but I don't know if I have the score exact. Um, 222 to nothing. That is correct. Yeah, really? Okay, nice. 222 to nothing. Georgia Tech beat Cumberland. In what year? 1916. Yep. Yeah. How the hell is... 222 to nothing. And the I mean, reason why, do you know the reason why? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So there's a little story in there, and I can't remember who the actual coach was, but got upset with Cumberland because they paid professional baseball players to mm-hmm. play on their team, and they beat Georgia Tech 22 to nothing. Well, the rebuttal was about to happen, but Cumberland did not want to play Georgia Tech. And it was either A, play Georgia Tech, or at that point in time, think about this, Bri, 1916, pay $3,000 in fines. Hmm. They went out (laughs) and Georgia Tech just boat raced them. 222 to nothing. I mean, you'd have to score on every single play that you ran, pretty much. Right. You get a turnover on every defensive play. Or safeties, or however you want to do it. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of like Cy Young's uh, 511 wins that'll never be broken, you know, probably for the rest of the time. Well, also, he pitched double headers. He just pitched every day. There was Mm -hmm. There was no rotation or pitch count when he pitched. It was like, oh, you just pitched at one o'clock. Why don't we try it again at five? All right, I'm good. Yeah, it's a huge deal if somebody gets to half of five uh, eleven. Shit, you made it past the fourth thing. All right, we got to talk. How are you feeling? <laughs> made past the fourth thing. You feeling good? You, everything all right? All right, all right. It's amazing how everything changes over time, Brian. Yep. All right, Brian, we are here at the end of the show, buddy. We got to do our top three, and then we're out. Yeah, you got it. Hold on. Let me get our top three little bump, 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 bump. All right, Brian, our top three this week is Brown's Moments This Year. And I wanted to go through and just highlight some of the good, the good Browns moments that we had this year, Brian. Sure. All right. So I will go first with my number three. My number three, to be honest, just watching Nick Chubb. 
throughout the entire year. Nick Chubb. Brian, I've never seen a running back like this. I mean, I know Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, but Nick Chubb is something special that we haven't seen in Cleveland in a very, 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 very long time. All right. Number two. I've been, I'm one. sorry. I'm just going to just to piggyback you um, because I meant to bring it up when we were talking about the Steelers game. They finally threw the ball to Nick Chubb this week. And guess what? what? Five catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. What the hell? I mean, who knew he had this? This is the stuff we talk about. Like, yeah, you have a Harvard law degree, but idiots like you and me, can see that, hey, maybe we should throw the ball to Nick Chubb once in a while. And that third and one play where they brought in Jacoby Brissett and everyone's thinking you're going up the middle and you throw a pitch out to him. I understand you can't do it every time, but you do it and it goes for 12 yards. Like, it's not that difficult. That I just They have such tunnel vision. Like, Nick Chubb does not catch the ball out of the backfield, so we're only going to throw it to Kareem Hunt. Well, guess what happens when you throw it to Nick Chubb? Good things happen. So I'm sorry. Back no, to your no. list. God, no. That's amazing, Brian, because guess what? I was thinking the exact same thing because I saw that. Or like, oh, look at that. Oh, you threw it to him. That's awesome. It's about, oh, he doesn't have hands? I thought he couldn't catch. Oh, he can catch. Been what us, do you know? You guys have been telling us the entire time, well, he's just kind of a first and second down back. No, Nick Chubb could be an every down back if you want him to be. It's up to you guys that. to do that. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a 100% with you because, yes, he's not shifty. He's not shifty. Let's just put it that way. He's not shifty. Sure. But he'll get you seven, eight yards when he catches the ball. But guess what? He goes downhill. Nope. Unreal. We have a comment. Oh, oh, yes. Toby, I want the winner. Is it me or Bry? Yeah, please. We, get in. we, we have probably five yes. minutes left. Fantasy draft. Well, I'll announce it at the end of the show. You put it down there. But Bry had ribs, butt, bacon, wings, and turkey. I had brisket, sausage, ham, burnt ends, and smoked chicken. Okay. I'll let Miguel go first. All right. Well, you guys put it on here. Uh, number two for me, Bry, was the Donovan Peoples Jones coming out party. I can't remember what game it was. But he had like five catches for like 120 some odd yards and a touchdown. And he made the toe taps on the outside. Just nice to see Donovan Peoples-Jones show up this year. And my number one, and I still don't know how the hell he caught it. David Njoku there in the end zone with a one-handed catch there at the end. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best catches I've ever seen. So, Brian, give me your top three moments. Yeah, I'll keep it right there. Um, number three for me is that Tampa Bay game. The uh, the overtime win against Tom Brady, um, which doesn't happen very often, and just the way he did it in overtime and defense stepping up, and you know the dramatics was unbelievable on fourth and ten at the goal line. Um, you know that that was a lot of fun to. And then my number two is going to be Halloween, the game against Cincinnati. I just saw today. That's the last time the Bengals have lost a game. They haven't lost a game since Halloween when we took it to them. So they're the hottest team going, and, and we, we just shut them down. So that would be my number two. And my number one, the only reason it's my number one is because 
Man, it was the most I screamed and celebrated for the whole year. And it was when we had all the hope in the world. It was week one. It was Cade York hitting a 58-yarder, our rookie kicker beating Baker Mayfield on a 58-yarder. You know, I don't know how it gets any better than that. After our defense tried to give it away, but uh, but then snatching the uh, the victory from the jaws of defeat there. So that was highlight of my year, and unfortunately, it happened on the very first week. <laughs> yeah, that was my honorable mention was Cade York, just that. Kick. Yeah. But yeah, sure. it, it, Brian. And do a streak. Brian, yes, it was a crappy year, especially record wise. We did get some great moments out of it. We are still Browns fans to the. All right. I can't do this anymore with you two. You two split the room. All right. So Miguel gave it to me, <laughs> and Tony gave it to you. 3 1. That's bullshit. Chris, I am not. All right, Chris. All right, you beat me two to one. I'm not letting Justin come in here with his vegetarian. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Two to one. I'll take a two one victory. All that's right. fine. Two to one. And you did it with ribs and butt. Get out of here. And bacon. I mean, bacon's close it down. I even let you have brisket. <clears throat> well, you didn't let me have brisket. That was your choice. Oh, I know. I, I, but I said, I'm like, this is probably should be the number one pick. But uh, but for me personally, I would go uh, ribs over that. Oh, my God. But Burnett's, I forgot about Burnett's. That was that was probably the sleeper of the draft. Can't go wrong with Burnett's, buddy. It's almost like. That's my favorite. I love it. Whenever I see it on the menu, I'm ordering it. <laughs> All right. We're here at the end of the show. Please go check out Lake Erie APA. Uh, get you signed up. We can get you some free merch here soon. Uh, we got to pay off. I got to get Phillips and Chris his stuff out. Uh-huh. All right, for winning our fantasy football, which will be back next year. And if you'd like to join the Illegal Hand of the Face Fantasy Football League, you have to do a lot of begging and pleading. We might get you in. <laughs> All right. And on that note, Bry, God bless him, buddy. God bless you. God bless America. I am that fat guy. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything. I'm going to get Bry out of here, so we're going to go solo on this one. I want to thank everybody in here for the comments. Toby, Miguel, um, everybody, Justin, my dad, my sister, Chris. Without you guys, we wouldn't have the show and wouldn't have so much fun with it. Um, that's the reason why we started it, so thank you guys. And like I say at the end of every show, we're definitely uncorked, unloaded. We're out. Thank you guys so much for watching. See you.